Hey everybody, it's Eric Balance coming to you with the Resilient Minds podcast where I feature beautiful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts in their field where they help us discover their X factor, their experience of life, only to discover how they were able to accomplish and find out their why factor, their big why, their purpose in life. So join me as we get to discover the beauty of our minds and how can we really continue to go after the biggest and most wildest dreams while we continue to pursue and manifest our greatest intelligence that comes from the heart. Also, if you haven't, go check out the new alignment course that I've created at www.ericbalance.com forward slash alignment, A-L-I-G-N-M-E-N-T. See you on the show. Welcome everybody to the Resilient Minds podcast. I'm super excited and blessed to have, you know, my dear friend, new new dear friend, you know, mm-hmm. because I feel like we come together in this level of energy. It's like, it starts to become, you know, super clear as soon as we get to continue to connect. Dr. Jake, is it Taylor? Tyler, it's Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Amazing. Welcome to the show, brother. I'm super excited. Grateful to have you here. Grateful for you to take the time, the energy, um, the, you know, I know that time is our most precious resource and for you to give some of that to the show, to everybody that's listening, watching, paying attention um, is a blessing. Thanks I for appreciate coming, you. I appreciate you for having me. I never take anybody's time or wanting to hear me rant about a few things uh, for granted. So I, I appreciate you and I appreciate you for sharing your platform. Thanks, brother. You know, financial literacy too has, has been such an important component, I think, that, you know, we're talking about abundance just before we got off the right. um, or hit record. So it's really a beautiful thing that has been coming up really strongly. And, and I know that the universe is really um, offering me this wisdom right. because, you know, like it's been something that it's like I just completely pushed aside for a while just to go inside and you know as I as I'm recognizing all this magic that's inside me now it's like okay let's get super focused on that's right that's right that's right on this energy on creating on bringing the right people around to educate me that's right and this is so magical brother because I feel like this is where we start to now create the level of abundance from our hearts into the world that's right. Financial literacy is something that I think is is a really key component to yep. uh, creation. Yep. Agreed. I think Agreed. that I think that um, when we talk about financial literacy, a lot of people don't realize that money and currency in itself is energy. That's all that money is. Um, because if we did not have the dollar bill or euro or peso, what will be our flow of exchange of value? We will find a way to communicate that flow or an exchange of value with seashells. That used to be one of the ways. Uh, We will find a way to communicate that of of value by bartering, trade, skills, time. So when we think about money, a lot of us put so much emphasis on trying to make the money and we literally remove the energetic coding that comes with the flowing of money. It's currency. And if you break down currency to its root, to its root etymology, current uh, currency means uh, to run consistently. 
So what is what is energy doing? Always running and flowing consistently. So when we look at what money is supposed to be doing is actually the inner flow of what we're supposed to be doing by nature. So if I'm chasing money, I'm literally trying to chase energy that never dies, which means I will always tire out. This is why so many people get burnt out because you're chasing an energy flow that is going to die. I mean, you're going to die, but it's going to keep going. But if you find a way to channel energy and, and, and be able to bring it to you and realize that money is an energetic flow, now the question you're going to ask yourself is, what can I do? What value can I bring to magnetize energy to me? Energy and attention, energy and love, energy and relationships, energy and contracts, energy and value, energy and abundance. And by default, money currency has to also flow your way too because it is just energy so i can typically look at people's money flow and bank account and let them know exactly where their energy stop is so when it comes to financial literacy and us helping people manage their money it's really a spirituality thing more than it is actual money and budgeting i agree and i think that you know and and Brother, like, you know, I always talk about on the Resilient Minds podcast, how our experience, you know, really cultivates our big why, our big purpose. That's right. That's right. So I'm curious to know before, you know, I share all my uh, in insecurities about finances to you. Um, I'd love to know why it's like been so, um, so beautiful um, for you to, to step into that and how you're able to really continue to support uh you know now why that's your purpose yeah so um that's actually a good question I, I feel like it's genetic coding the reason why i feel like it's genetic coding is because my grandfather that i probably met three or four times died in 98 one of my grandfathers my biological grandfather and he started an insurance agency a financial firm that he never got to finish um, and he died uh, and, and because and because he died, he never really got it off the ground. So it's, I find it quite strange that I felt like I picked up where he left off. My my grandfather who raised me was actually my bonus mom. Um, um, my, my dad married and she ended up raising me. It was her dad, my stepmom by legal terms, the father. Um, and he was an accountant uh, by trade. So I had an accountant by trade a grandfather i never met that was in the financial sector wanted to start his financial firm but he died before he can get it off the ground and then i had my father who was a lender he was a private money lender he did it on a lower level um and i remember seeing my dad he used to draw cartoons in a journal and but be beside every cartoon it was like weird numbers beside every cartoon and everybody had a different number and I come to find out later, he was drawing the people that owed him and um, he was drawing their face. And then he would, the number beside it is how much they owed him from him lending the money. So, um, and so I remember around being between the ages of nine and 11, we went inside of a bank and uh, my father wanted to get $10,000 out of, he wanted the bank to lend him $10,000 and use his $10,000 in his account as leverage. <clears throat> and they told him no. He said, so I have 10,000 in my account. 
I'm wanting to borrow 10,000 from you, use my account as leverage. Why are you, you know, beating me down about my credit score? The money is there, just use it as leverage. And uh, they told him no, gave him a whole bunch of runaround. So he took all his money out the bank that day. He came into the car with me and then he says, son, never depend on the bank for what you can do for yourself. And in that mm -hmm. moment, I think I took it more literal than he meant it. <laughs> but uh, I, I took and, and, I, and, I, and I got out of it what I felt like he was trying to tell me. So he began to start doing what the banks do, lending money, making money off of lending money, um, uh, being pretty much the private bank for other people. Um, but the only problem with my dad was he would spend all of his profits on alcohol in a good time. So it was kind of like reverse. <laughs> and uh, so I saw the good side of it, but I also saw that, yeah, he was good at lending and financial, uh, uh, great financial prowess as far as trying to grow money, but he was terrible at managing the money because there was, there was spiritual discomfort. So even if he was making the money, spiritually, he was repelling the very money that he was making. Because there was something deep down on the inside that he wasn't comfortable with. And coming to find out later, he was depressed. He was going through himself. He, he was not able to identify what he wanted to do in life and the value that he wanted to bring. And it showed in his placement of where the money typically flowed um, because of where that is. In, in, in scripture, it says that um, your, 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 your heart is where your treasure lies. So wherever you're putting your treasure lets us know where your heart is. Well, his was displaced. His was displaced. It was everywhere. Letting me know, signifying that spiritually, he was everywhere. There was no balance. There was no, there was no structure. There was no zen. There was no flow of understanding who he was at his core. And because of that, um, when he lost his job, he lost his way. Nine, 10 years, didn't have a job. I literally saw, and I call it financial cancer, I literally saw how the lack of financial stability literally destroyed him at his core. And when I saw that my hero, when I saw what the lack of finances and the lack of spiritual balance could do, I was like, yo, if I could change the world, everybody communicates with currency and money. But if I could figure out a way to be able to use currency and money to be able to help heal people spiritually and let them see that it was a balance, I could change the world. And so that's kind of how I got into this space. Wow, bro. Beautiful story, man. And so much, so much like teachings there, you know, with, uh, with, with art and the treasure. Um, yeah. And I can tell you, man, like for me, this is, it's like, you know, I, I'm really at this point, it's like every time that I have a conversation, it doesn't matter who's yeah. around yep. or, it's like the universe is telling me something all the time. You know, I, I'm constantly right. learning. <laughs> so like, it's like uh, amazing. This is, this is like really beautiful because I continue get, get to learn just by listening, just by paying yes, attention. Sir. Yes, sir. And, and to me, this is, uh, this is a lot of grace, you know, upon this conversation, you know, you know, our creator is, is present in, in us, with us, around us. Yep. And uh, having the capacity to, know that you know for for the last few years myself i've been on this this total unalignment pattern but like stepping into that alignment like mm -hmm. stepping into 
the alignment, you know, like really following and doing the, the internal work. And um, it was just this like over this last Christmas where I finally was able to like step in and say, okay, I'm clear. Let's fucking yeah. go. Let's, let's yeah. play, you know, yeah. let's, let's really play in the world, you know, let's, yeah. let's create. Yeah. And um, now it's like, I, I see what needs to happen and it's, it's, starting to really start start to build the momentum with the people around me really paying attention to the people around me really starting to to bring this movement of joy and balance and happiness and peace um everywhere i go and um i think that the biggest thing that i've i've learned from understanding the heart that the heart really if we follow our heart right like the the energy, the infinite energy of our heart's intelligence, of our abundance becomes infinite, infinite. And, yeah. and, and offering that joy, that abundance to everyone is really where we're all supposed to like be this. Instead of alone, we become all one. Yep. And and this is the power of, of really, you know, being in the human body where you're you're really tremendously so centered in, in yourself to know that we're here for, to, for, for this celebration of life together. And I feel that, you know, you, you, you described something that for me was, um, you know, like you had these genetics, right. Of, of, of learning. And my genetics is like, my parents always talked about money. It was like, not enough. There was always a scarcity. There was always a thing. And it was something that, that uh, it, it, it gave me, this misinterpretation of where our value lied mm. you know? <laughs> they, but they gave so much love right like mm -hmm. so it was like you know it was it was so beautiful so i learned so much more from their actions and their beingness of love and they saved me with their love but it their 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 unconscious or conscious way of thinking about their the relationship with money was something that was definitely passed down to me and now i'm starting to like let's go yeah yeah you know? i think that i think that um i find it quite funny what we digest when we're looking at finding um learning lessons from our parents right so I, I gave you a beautiful story about my dad being a money lender and all of that stuff. And, and it, will, it will lead you to believe that, man, Jake had great examples in his life. You know, things were great, like talks about money, structure and all of that. But after, so there's two things, there's a couple of things you got to do. We're, we're raised in a world and society that codes us in one way. It's literally like the matrix, right? That codes you one way. And then after you realize the coding, the only way that you can decode is through separation. And this is typically when you find people who go on this enormously weird, strange spiritual journey that's just a bunch of different things. Like they're, you know, for me, I was just like, you know, like I was just dumping. I was trying all types of stuff. I was flowing with the wind. I was doing all these things because I was decoding, right? But then after you, you get out the decoding stage or, or space, you can't stay there. Then it has to say, okay, now that I am free 
from the societal standards of societal coding, now I got to figure out a way to insert myself back into the world and be a value to the world, which means once I insert myself back into the world, all those lessons and bad things that I took as um, bad moments and bad lessons and times and periods of my life, I now have to decode that with a new mindset. So when I first um, used to talk about my family, I used to talk about what was real. We grew up poor. We was in the suburbs, but we were one of the poorest families in the suburbs. We were on reduced free lunch. You know, my dad, although he had that skill set, we never really seen it come to the house. You know, my my bonus mom ended up raising all of us. My grandfather ended up, you know, raising me in the summer, like all of those things. And what I realized was society wants us to, if we ever even just think about what society wants, society actually thrives when we only think about the negative effects of everything, because we stay in this stagnant, um, uh, almost zombie-like state, because you don't realize the lessons that are coming from everything. So it's only when you separate from it that you can find and i like what you did there the all all alone all one i like that i like that i just caught it it hit me late but it's when you it's when you separate that you can realize that god has always been teaching you've always been being tested and it's the testing of us that helps us find out who we are the resilience that we have and and who we have the potential to be without testing you can never become a warrior Without testing, you can never become great. Without testing, you can never find your endurance. Without testing, you will never find your strength. Without testing, you will never find your being of who you naturally are. So quite frankly, you have to be tested in order to become strong, in order to become one with God or one with the creator. You have to be tested in order to be tried and true and validated to to feel confident with where you are. Because confidence has a lot to do with your ability to communicate the fact of you being um uh uh you um the fact of you being um worthy of being in whatever position that you've earned because you know you were tested and you met you passed the test to get there so the point that i'm making is when you come back to society after this spiritual breakthrough and you reinsert yourself in scripture, it says to be in the world, but not of the world. So how can you be in the world, but not of the world? It means that if I plant myself in the world, I have to, I have to find myself amongst everyone else. I have to figure out a way to be valuable amongst everybody else. But I'm not of the world. I'm, I'm not of the world means my mind subconsciously and consciously, I don't have to play the games that the world wants me to play. And I can look at everything as a learning lesson. So when I reinserted myself back into the world, I took all those things that I considered bad and I began to look at them and say, "Okay, God, what test or what lessons did you really want me to learn from here? Oh, you don't want me to look at poverty or being poor as a bad thing. You wanted me to show you wanted me to see the effects of cause and effect. You wanted to show me 
uh, uh, that we, we that how we can navigate in this world is by saying with every action, there's a positive and equal force in action. So although you may have all the skill sets of being successful in life, you may have those skill sets. However, if you have the skill sets, but bad choice making, this is going to be the result of that. So God was trying to show me the mathematical equation of success and failure from my own home. So when you look at it like that, you begin to say, wow, this is a spiritual thing because I can have be fully educated. I can understand money, but make the wrong choice and get this result. Well, what causes that choice? Confidence in self, spiritual balance, understanding who I am, uh, uh, understanding the development of my spiritual awakeness, knowing that I'm all in one, one in all, and I'm never alone, right? That typically causes us to make the wrong choices. Well, if I can find myself and know the true value that I can bring to society and never been sh be shaken on that, my skill set with knowing exactly who I am will help me make the best choices in my life, therefore allowing for me to be able to see true financial abundance because I'm always going to make the right choice because I know that I'm making it from a place of true stability and comfort of knowing of who I am. And that's the number one cause and reason why money, many of us make the wrong financial choices. We make the wrong financial choices because we're insecure with who we are. And we typically make the choice for everyone else to approve us because we don't know that we have the power to approve ourselves. Oh, brother. Wow. This image, this, this focal point, and thank you, bro. This is so powerful. This image that we need to uphold because of what egoic society has yep. passed down to us is something that holds us so far back. And, you know, it, it, it's fascinating. The other day I was, you know, I was looking at patterns, you know, in the world in like what has, has happened over the course of patterns of, of choosing fear over faith. And, you know, it, it, it's fascinating to me how, much more important the abundance of you know a you know a, a few percentage at the top are so focused on creating that power rather yeah. than creating wealth and abundance for every single person on this planet and yeah. really be in service to each other because there's such a you know these patterns it's like it's interesting i was looking yesterday and i was really paying attention because you know i can put really powerful dots together and i can recognize right. patterns in 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 our histories and it's interesting how the economic recession you know just before world war ii that uh -huh. affected germany was affected directly you know uh by what happened in the u.s and come on i see you eric i see you, <laughs> you know, like, all of that starts to happen and then again now in 2008 and then 221 and then all of these things are starting to to really come together and say, hey, I'm, I'm super curious, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, why is this economic disparity between, uh, you know, the U.S. and China coming together to really focus on who's going to be the next superpower, who's the superpower, you know, rather than focus on its people, you know, rather than focus on the ability to, to really create abundance for the people that need it most. You know, that, you know, focusing on the 6 million people that died from COVID versus the 9 million that die every single year from starving. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense because people are so focused on the greed 
and re not recognizing the, the true abundance inside of themselves, you know, and now well, let's create abundance for all of us to dance, to sing, to play, to see that this beautiful planet is, is the real temple, is the real castle, is the real church, you know, yeah. it, it, create together, you know, that, that, and it's not just, it's not just the planet, it's the people in it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think sorry. that, um, I think that what what people fail to realize is that currency has a heartbeat currency has a blood flow currency has a dna coding and it's controlled by people uh, when we look at cryptocurrency cryptocurrency has a heartbeat in a flow because people believe in it. If you look at the dollar bill, you look at pesos, you look at euros, the strength of the dollar bill, no matter what country the uh, currency is in, is always strengthened by the faith and belief of the people. So when I'm trying to attract more money into my life, the question is, what are you doing to strengthen the faith of the people and your ability to serve them something, a product or a good? Typically, when there's a lack in money flow, there's a lack in faith flow from people believing that you can deliver something at a specific service or a specific good at a specific measure or standard. It does not mean that somebody lacks the ability to do something. It means that you lack the ability to um, uh, convince people to believe in what you have to offer as a necessity to their life. So when we're talking about abundance, we're talking about wealth, it all derives, it all begins, and it all ends with human beings. So if I cannot touch the heart of a human being, and I can't do it over, and over and over again to where my impact can supersede past just my family, past just my demographic, past just my color, past just my religious belief, past just my spiritual practices. If I cannot get my impact to supersede past that, I will never be able to truly see supernatural abundance because abundance lies in the heart of people. When people stop believing, so will the money stop believing to flow your way. It will start repelling away. So conversely, when people typically have a money issue, hard at managing money, because money has a heartbeat, has an energetic coding, it has a spiritual DNA, 
is going to flow away from someone that is going to neglect it. So if I don't know how to show my money that I can grow it to have more friends, more value, more impact, <laughs> my money is going to flow to somebody else's bank account who will eventually be able to do a better job at raising its value or energetic code. And why? Because as human beings, what are we doing? We're trying to grow our value. We're trying to make larger and better impacts, right? So is money. Currency, it wants to flow to the person that can make the largest impact because this entire ethos is created by a creator that wants human beings to help human beings be better human beings. That's the impact. No matter how much somebody may hate a billionaire, the question you must ask yourself is, how did they become a billionaire? Typically, they had an impact that was a global impact. No matter how you may feel about them, their personal employees or their personal whatever, typically they tell out when they start getting crazy. But the core of how they made so much was the fact that they created a product or a service that superseded past just their neighborhood, just their community, just their demographic, just their belief. You look at Facebook, no matter what you may think about Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook has literally connected millions and billions of people from different demographics, from different backgrounds that would never been able to see each other until the connecting of social media. <laughs> So when you ask your impact, there is no question that he's a billionaire because he found a way to impact a billion lives that can connect people in ways that they never could connect before. And God uses imperfect people for a perfect will. And when we understand that money, it's just the ebb and flow of connectivity to human beings. You'll realize that we're never out of flow. We're never out of abundance. And I don't care how much you may not have in your bank account. If you honestly know in your heart that you have a, a value that you can bring somebody that can literally change their life, alter their life, make their life better, you will find your way tapping into what I call uh, uh, uncountable abundance. <laughs> Where you'll literally be able to get anything that you want. And guess what happens? When you do that, you're not going to want to just throw your money away to anybody. You're only going to want to give that energy to somebody that cares about their craft the way that you do. That's why I believe that a lot of us actually like to get higher in things or more quality things. Because when you think about the time and the effort that somebody put into knitting or, or sewing or putting your shoes or your clothes together, it's not the getting of the quality or high end things because of the name brand. It's who is putting the most heart and the most time in crafting this thing that you're wearing, that you're driving. That's who you're typically going to give that energy flow to because you know that they're putting a, a bunch of effort in presenting quality to humanity. That's what it's about. It's getting people to raise their standard of how they look at things. 
So stop purchasing stuff and name brand stuff just because everybody else is purchasing it. Stop purchasing things just because people are, because there's a lot of great quality things that don't have a good name brand on it, but they put just as much time, just as much effort. They use better quality than a name brand that if you found them, you will appreciate their craft and you will pay them like a high-end name brand because you respect and you appreciate the heart and the work that they put into that. So these are the things that are most beneficial to humanity. And this is exactly why I believe that if we operate in truth and we deal with the things that are true in humanity, we, get, we talk about the most uncomfortable things that make us uncomfortable about what we have done as people to other people, we'll realize that when we begin to start mending those things, we will stop pushing things under the couch and saying, oh, that happened 400 years ago or that I wasn't a part of that. No, that is a mending piece that you can potentially be a bridge to helping somebody out that can open up a door or a floodgate that can bring more abundance to you because you're using your skill set, you're using your talent, you're using your gift to make room for somebody else to find comfort and solace in that. And abundance lies right there. Your magic, brother. Honestly, like uh, listening to you speak, man, it it it, it uh, fills my heart. It makes me like create more energy. <laughs> like you know, it's uh, it's really beautiful to 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 hear the way that you put things and the way that you're able to communicate it in a profound way so that people can really understand it. And I think that this is a really key identification of of no knowing that the abundance that we all have inside of ourselves is about to actualize for so many of us around the world, you know, and we're going to continue to amalgamate and create more of this energy all together because we all are tapping so much into our hearts. And it's about bridging all of these things together to see that, you know, our future children, our, you know, your father, I, I'm still not yet, but I can't wait to be, <laughs> maybe one day. Um, and, and I can't wait to like, you know, play with my little boy and girl, you know, and, and have fun and, and like be, you know, that, that playful, you know, kid that I already am, you know, I, I feel like I'll be smaller than them, you know, like, <laughs> this is the, this is, this is the joy. This is what everyone deserves. And our future generation needs us to step up to this capacity of, of strength, of courage, of speaking and expressing our, ourselves, expressing our voice, express, expressing our truths and knowing that we're the only way that this is going to happen is if we do it together. Yep. That, 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 that if we come together and we really amalgamate our wisdoms, our brilliance, our ability to learn, because we're always learning from each other. I'm always learning from you, my friend, you know, like always. Everything you say, I'm like, wow, it's, it's beautiful. It's like, it's like receiving, receiving, receiving. And we're always offering yeah. teaching as well. You know, every time that we're sharing something and, and having reverence to each other's being, having reverence to each other's world, having reverence to the, 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 the presence that is being held in front of me you know, is, is really the I am, the connection to our greatest creator, the now. And this yeah. is what is the important way of really actualizing true change and connection that we all strive, that we all strive for, that we all want. Because the only thing that, 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 that matters is, is really this moment, yep. you know? 
I always say life is an altar and every moment is a prayer. That's you good. Know? Wait, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's sit there real quick. You said life is an altar and every moment is a prayer, right? An altar is a sacred space. Moments of prayer are when you connect with God, your inner being, for the right thing that you should do. If we all thought about life and moments in that way, and if people really understood who they were, a lot of us would make so much, um, a lot of us would make um, incredibly better decisions. We'll, we'll be better decision makers if we thought about life being our altar in every moment being a prayer. And when we think about that, if every moment is a prayer, that means that the life that I'm living that I do not love or do I, that I do not like, I pray for that. Because our life is made up of a connection and an abundance and a, in a, in a flow of moments. Our life is made up of moments. Moments when there were split decisions, decide. You split the word up, it means day, side. Day means to split, side means to kill off. So in that moment that I had to decide, make a decision, I actually prayed for whatever consequence or with whatever cause and effect came from that moment. So we are nothing but the choices that we make in the moments of prayer on the altar of life that we consider the universe. That's all we are. So it forces all of us to hold ourselves accountable to everything that has happened to us. Every scam that we thought that we got hit with. Why did you get scammed? It's because in that moment, at that altar, in that prayer, you wanted a shortcut. You didn't want to learn it. You didn't want to develop the skill sets that were needed. So you actually prayed for the very result. You prayed for a different result, but you hoped that it wouldn't be as bad. So when we look at this, every moment is God. Every, moment. every aspect is God. Every second is God. And we make the decision, because why? Here's a truth that most of us fail to realize. And this is one of the things that I love that my teacher showed me in scripture. In scripture, it says that we are God. We are all fragmented pieces of one whole God. So the very God that you're praying to starts with the God within. And whatever decision that the God within you decides to make, will be the very essence, the very picture. You're painting your life on the canvas of life. And we all get a blank canvas. So wherever you are in life, wherever you are financially, you painted that. And if you do not like the painting that you painted, you got to take accountability. You got to say, you know what? I don't like this canvas. And you got to make the decision to go get some white paint 
paint over that thing <laughs> or whatever color your canvas is and start back from scratch. But this time with intentionality that says, whatever that goes on this canvas is 1000% in my control. Yes, yes. And it's the most important canvas that you'll ever paint because it's the life that you get to live, the yeah. legacy you get to leave behind, yeah. people that you get to touch every single moment. Yeah. You're the key. You know, it, it, it's been said, you know, it's our deeds and our, it's our deeds and our relationships that we will remember forever. Mm. And we will remember that as our soul continues to go on into the spiritual kingdom. And so if our deeds, if we are willing, you know, to really be in integrity, be impeccable with our words, you know, don't make assumptions, honor each person, be kind in every way, genuinely connect to them. Listen, we can integrate that abundance for all of us. For everyone, for every single person in this world, we can do it. And we can do it in such a beautiful way that creates more happiness, more joy, more sacredness to each other. Because we're living on the, in heaven, you know, like we're living, we're, we're, we're creating yeah. heaven. Yep. You know? and it's, it's time for us to really join in any way that we can to yep. the people around and amalgamate like this beautiful understanding of listening paying attention teaching learning and for, for me brother i am so excited that we've gotten to meet and really connect and i get to learn from you and, and, and spend, this is a this is a lifelong brotherhood that we've just built yep you know this is this is true connection this is reality you know this is consciousness experiencing himself in our case and herself in 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 the feminine force inside of both of us yep experiencing him and herself by really cultivating and looking at each other at this beautiful mirror and saying i'm going to help you i'm going to help you here by teaching you this i'm going to help you here by help allowing you to listen here and if we started really paying attention to that, those subtleties, all of us, it gives us the capacity to go out into the world, no matter where we're at, in any dimension, in any belief system, in any race, in any religion, in any way, we can then really be there and have compassion to every single person, knowing that they're doing the best they can with the knowledge that they currently have. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm so grateful. So, so you know, I know that um, I know that we have you know some time, and I want to really honor it. And if you don't mind, you know, going back to to how people can really step in and maybe understand the process behind knowing to to work with you or to connect right. with you to know about how they how they can find out more about you i'd love i love anybody that's listening uh, you know either now live or or later in the in, in the in the podcast to uh, to really know a little bit more about the process 
uh, you know, for, for anybody that needs to know the pra practical aspects of this. Got it. So um, you can find me on social media everywhere. Jake Taylor Jacobs, J-A-K-E-T-A-Y-L-E-R, Jacobs. Uh, website, Jake Taylor Jacobs. IG, Jake Taylor Jacobs. Facebook, Jake Taylor Jacobs. YouTube, Facebook, Jake Taylor Jacobs. I'm the same everywhere. Um, and what I, what I specialize in is um, helping families um, become the bank. And um, the reason why I help families become the bank is very simple. My overall goal is to decentralize our dependency on anyone else other than ourselves. That's my key. Because if I can show you that you are the God within, if I can show you that you don't have to depend on anybody, if I can show you that you can, in fact, become your own banking system, you will not need to depend on anyone else. And the problem that a lot of us deal with in society is we have these dependency, we have, we dependency stack. We're dependent and we stack these dependencies on, on top of each other over and over and over again. Before you know it, you have a whole tower or house that you live in full of dependencies on everybody else but yourself. And the overall goal is for me to teach you exactly how to become your own bank, exactly how to build your own banking system, exactly how to bank on you in every aspect of your life first before you go outward and do that. And I think the very best place to kind of find out more about me is through my social media platforms, plenty of free education. You can get to know who I am and I'm sure you will not be able to, um, you will not, um, uh, not be able to find how to get us, how to get in contact with our company. But I just would like for you to go to our social media pages and just uh, yeah, just take a little bit of anybody, To anybody that's watching or, pay, or listening in the car or whatever the case is. So uh, your access will be in the show notes for sure, bro. Uh, okay. uh, everybody knows how to connect with you. Um, awesome. Bro brother, <clears throat> I'm curious to know um, how... If you had like three days left to live, yeah, what would you do? If I had three days left to live, the first day, um, if I had three days left to live, the first day, I would create my best work um, for humanity. Whatever lessons I want to give, whatever teachings I want to give, I got 24 hours. I only got three days to live. I'm not sleeping. I got 24 hours to create my best work. So I'll probably write my last book. I'll probably create my last program. I'll probably uh, create my last thing that people can know me by. The second day, <clears throat> I would spend time with friends and only friends. Um, and I would embrace the moment with all of my friends that meant the most to me. Um, and we'll impart laughs, smiles, love with one another. And the third day, I would spend time with my family. Um, and in each of those moments and times, I will be spending time with God because I will be imparting God's time, his life, his love, his wisdom from me to everyone else in different aspects. And on the third day, I will spend the entire day with my family. And the reason why I said humanity friends, and family, it's because all three I, were call, I was called to serve equally. I wasn't just called to just serve my family. I just wasn't just called to just serve my friends. I just wasn't called to just serve humanity. I was called to serve all three and have the same intentionality with giving all of them all of me. 
And on those last three days, I will make sure that each piece of the, the bodies of people I was supposed, I was called to serve, gets their full last day, 24 hours of me. So when it's time for me to take my last breath, I know I can say I truly gave the world the last and the best of everything that I had. Those are the three things that I would do. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Likewise, man. Like, uh, I really hope that you come down to Ibiza at some point. I, I hope that you make it down here at some point in the near future, you know, when all this craziness subsides. Um, but regardless, we'll definitely be in lots of contact together. Let's do it. Uh, I, I'd love to, you know, share with you um, so much about um, I'm going to finish my presentation and I'm going to send it to you. Okay. 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 So it's going to be really beautiful. And I feel like uh, Ibiza is a big cornerstone of, of what's to come. So uh, it's a big foundation place. And uh, I, I'm really excited to share it with the world. I think that uh, there's a lot of alignment and integrity um, that that is here, but also um, uh, a little bit of support pushed in the right direction is always necessary. So I think uh, we all together, and um, I'm really excited to to bring this out to the world in a powerful and expressive and joyful way. Let's do it, brother. Let's do it. Hey, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to the Resilient Minds. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please make sure to go comment and like. And follow us on iTunes or Spotify and make sure, please make sure that if you really love this, to share this episode and make sure that you're inviting all your friends to like it as we continue to unfold what the beauty of our minds does. More importantly, how powerful our heart level of intelligence can be when we combine our heart and our brain together. And more importantly, check out the alignment course that I've created. It's seriously there for you to take advantage of at www.ericbalance.com forward slash alignment. See you on the next show.